Poughkeepsie Nissan Sunday Sports with Zoles on C93. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the host and callers and don't necessarily represent those of the station, its staff, management, or ownership. WBWZFM, New Pulse, Poughkeepsie. It's Z93. The Souls is back with your weekly dose of all things sports. Sunday Sports at Noon with the Souls on C93. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the program. It's Poughkeepsie Nissan Sunday Sports at Noon with Fran Zoles and sometimes Rob. Rob not with us today because uh, he's doing all kinds of stuff in his universe. And it's certainly not Sunday because we were recording it on a Friday morning as uh, there's a big game at the Dutch on Sunday. Rob couldn't make it Sunday and I'm DJing a wedding Sunday. So Sunday was a traffic jam for all of us. Yeah, and I'm not comfortable with the Bell's palsy running the game myself. Yeah, but now you get to go play golf. Yeah, now I can go play a little golf. Go enjoy yourself. So yeah. we are we are recording on Friday morning. So if something amazing happens between Friday morning and Sunday at noon, the reason we're not talking about it is because we didn't see it. We don't know about it. We are not Nostradamus. No. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and I know exactly where Fernie wants to go first. And um, No, I got a lot of things, too. I missed not being here last week. This is my favorite hour of the week. Well, listen, dude, you were in Disney. Come on, man. Yeah. I know you're not as excited about that as I am, but man. You love your Disney World, huh? Love it. You know, it was, it was one of those things, you know when you're a kid and, and there's that thing that, that you want to do, but based on economics and the fact that you live with a single mom, it's it was untouchable. There's no shot. And then my mom promised me, oh, one day we'll go, one day we'll go. And then when she gets married for her second wedding, where does she go? Without you? Disney. Oh, boy. I'm like, dude, I don't want to come on your honeymoon. Let's just give me a separate room. But you've been promising my whole life. So I finally got there um, spring break of 1980 and um, finally got there. And then I went again in 81 when they opened up Epcot and I've been going ever since. You know, um, when I was married, I had the uh, Disney Vacation Club, which I still have. I share it with Mary. And I've gotten to go and stay in hotels and done the Disney cruise in places that I would never had done if I didn't belong to the Disney Vacation Club. And the girls grew up there. Hmm. I mean, both Mary, uh, Jordan and Taylor both essentially grew up there. I was there this time. It was the 50th anniversary of Disney. Sure. Imagine and that. As I'm walking around the park, and going, this seems familiar to me. Well, I had been there once before, and I happened to be the 25th anniversary when I was there in 1997. Was that when they had, when the thing looked like a cake? Yes. How about my memory? Yeah. They made it look like they a cake. made the cast look like a cake. How bizarre was that? Well, I had never seen it and hadn't seen it since till now. I mean- but it was it was it was you know pretty special, and I'm look, watching people with the 50 year anniversary T-shirts. And I'm going, what's familiar to me about this? So I'm thinking 50th. I was there when my kids were six and seven, which was 1997. That's awesome. And then I went back 25 years later. So, Pro- was, so you're going to go for the 75th now? Let's see, 58 and 25, 78, 83. No, no, no. I will not be there for that one. No, you say, I'll, I'll t- be here hopefully, but I won't be there. I'll let you know how it is, because I'll be there. It's just, and it's a little more expensive than the last time you were there, isn't it? Things have changed, yeah. Um, things are different. It's more COVID in, like we were talking off the air, there's different things going on with the lightning lanes that I don't like. And Yeah, most Disney people hate that system. They think that it's just another chance for Disney to grab at the dollars where they take more money and give you less. It's less everything. Well, the governor down there is trying to get them to pay tax. They're changing the whole thing on them now, so... Yeah, trying to take right. And you're thinking, I'm thinking, I'm standing here thinking, looking at the people going, you know, a couple hundred dollars a head on average. What kind of money are they bringing in there? 
Could you imagine? Dude, when it's busy, they do 40,000, 50,000 in there. Was it crowded? Um, middle of the road. Okay, so they still made a lot of money, but it also, imagine what it cost to run that place. Remember, good rides for an hour and a half wait. Well, that's you, pretty crowded then. If you're standing in line? Yeah. 90, 90 minutes, 95 minutes? I mean, think about it. Just every park does fireworks every night. They, in order to save money, they built their own fireworks company. So they do four different fireworks, no, three different fireworks every single night. And sometimes once you get to the summer, they do fireworks in the Magic Kingdom twice in the same night. Hmm. They do it at, at like nine o'clock and then again at midnight. It is special and it's very special for the kids. Um, you know, we had Janice's seven-year-old and 14-year-old. Grandchildren. Um, grandchildren. And a 14-year-old had been there four or five times. But this was the seven-year-old's first trip. And just to see the look on his face and the excitement with him, yeah. you know, it makes it worthwhile. Living it through them. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. So, I, And the rides are unbelievable. You know, you, you're not going to I mean, the rides are just the best. Yeah, the, the big ones, you got uh, the Avatar ride, you got um, the Rise of the Resistance, you can drive the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it's There's also three charged. of those Star Wars ones that are good. Yeah. Yeah, they do a great job. It's You know what? I pay it with a Splash smile. Down, Splash Mountain? Is there a better ride in Splash Mountain? Well, they're about to change it. They're, get, they're getting rid of the theme of the, 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 the Zippity-Doo-Dah South thing, and they're going to go with one of their cartoons, uh, The Princess and the Frog. So they're, they're changing it because there are people complaining about the political incorrectness of Zippity-Doo-Dah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah both of us are not even going to touch that, are we? No, I don't go. <laughs> Uncle Mike's like, please don't say anything. Don't come in here with the big hook and just take me right out of this room. Yeah. So again, I was envious of you, and as much as I love doing this show, in all honesty, truth be told, I would have rather been with yeah, you. Yeah, of course. And yeah. I, I heard you, try, you you were trying to call in while you were on the boat like I did. Yeah, I tried. You missed that thing, huh? Yeah. So I tried. I was, it was a short window. Three days is really short to go there and get out of there and do that. Home. And that means you're just compressing everything. Oh, yeah. I really compressed. Good gracious. Yeah. Yeah, that, not, that's not comfortable. All right. So um, let's be honest. The number one story is, is your ball club. That, that you share with me begrudgingly probably, uh, they right. certainly have completely turned things around. And they have, they have uh, people have gotten off Brian Cashman, they've gotten off Aaron Boone, they've gotten off Stanton, they've gotten off Judge. Because if you remember correctly, in the beginning of the season, they were all over Judge because the Yankees did that classless act of releasing the numbers that he didn't want to accept. Um, and he They're going to pay him now though, aren't they? You think? <laughs> and then Brian said last night, he goes, well, you know, we're not going to talk about it now. We're not going to talk about a contract extension now. Like, I almost think that in some way that Cashman is hoping for him to falter a little. Not to get hurt, to produce, and to do what he does to help the team get to the next level. But I hope, I think he's hoping that he does not have a spectacular year. See, the difference, in, in my opinion, maybe you share with me, maybe not, but we're looking at the factors of a contract. There's, there is, to me, more than just performance. Yes, it's. Are you the face of the ball club? He's when you not get that only. Much money? He probably is not only the face of the ball club, but him and Trout and maybe a handful of guys are the face of baseball. This guy, very similar to Jeter, in the fact that, and you don't hear any bad things. He doesn't mouth off. Uh, he's not going to be in the police blotter. He's not in the police blotter. I mean, the guy. The guy is the best of the best. I mean, let's face it. And when he's kicking and when he's healthy, there's nobody as good as this guy. I don't. I'll argue this all day and night. He's squaring every ball up right now where it's frightening. It really is frightening. Imagine him with an aluminum bat. 
the home run he hit last night. Did you see that home run? Did you hear that home run? It sounds like like a school bus hit a telephone pole. It was. It is unbelievable. Yep. It it he is one of the very. And the other best. guy when he goes the other way, and I said this all last year. Me and my buddies talk about this all the time. When especially these three guys, Stanton, Judge, and Glaber, when they start hitting the ball the other way and work the ball around the ballpark, those three guys can hit. Those dudes can stick, man. Well, I mean, it looks like Glaber showing some signs of life as well. Good for him too. Seems like a good kid. I'm glad for him. Yeah, but he was he, he was his career was in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. He was he was definitely teetering. And the guys he plugged in here aren't too bad. And you know what the big difference is? I just listened to it coming in on the fan. Actually, they were talking about it, and I was thinking this last night. Sanchez isn't there to clog the middle of this lineup up. That, in my opinion, when you look back, he, he defensively he was so bad that he's just terrible. But he's not clogging things up in the middle of the order. You know, he's not doing well in Minnesota. No, he's 190. Yeah. And the other guy's not doing very well at Shelly either. Which surprised me because I think he's a good player. Yeah. I think he'll I think he'll, he'll figure it out. But I don't have a whole lot of confidence about Gary Sanchez. I think that he... Um, yeah, especially in Minnesota. We're not paying attention to him, you know, as much as they are in New York. This guy could have found it terribly. Yes. So, not only are they beating teams, they're embarrassing teams. At and this they're point. beating them whatever way they got to beat them, Jules. Yep. I mean, you know, they're playing small ball the nights they got to play small ball. Then they get nights like last night where they're just clubbing you to death. It doesn't matter what you do, they're going to kill you. So when you, and then, in my opinion, and I, I said it to you last week when I called in for a second, one through 13, as good a pitching staff as there, as there is in baseball. Yeah, I heard that ar- argument on the radio, and they went Mets spot by spot against the Yankees spot by spot. And it was about 50-50, the experts. Some took the Mets, some took the Yankees. But the Mets clearly have in, in the starting rotation, uh, you know, and, and not even that greatly, but they do. They're, they're, but they, the Yankees bullpen, you know, there's six through 13 guys, any of these dudes that come out. I mean, last night, Loisica got roughed up a little bit, so. but this, Which doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen often. This Clay Holmes and Loisica and this, uh, what's the other kid's name? Clark King. Schmidt and King. Yeah. I mean, where's Herman? Whatever happened to him? Do we know? He's hurt. Oh, he is. Yeah. I mean, they, have, they just throw these guys out there one after the other. You're like, they're all throwing 98 miles an hour with sliders and cutters. I mean, honestly. It's crazy. Franny, that's what the game is now. I know, but but they have, and, and even the dude they got from the Mets, the guy can throw. Oh, he's awesome. I didn't realize he was that good. Tall, tall skinny drink of water, he can yeah. throw the hell out of the ball. Castro, yeah, he's, he gets her own, man. Well, your Yankees got a record of 23-8, and eight, the best record in Major League Baseball. Let's see, who's close? The Dodgers would be a little bit close. Uh, Dodgers got, have been getting reffed up. They lost a couple of games to the Pirates. They lost last night to the Phillies, so I think they've lost three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dodgers are 20-10, and 10, so they're a couple of games behind that pace. But um, the Yankees and the Dodgers don't the Dodgers don't look like all-world. The Yankees do. Because remember, I, I watch each team. I watch all their games. I record it. And I watch certain parts on Fast Forward. Um, the Yankees look absolutely all world. Because here's the thing that's you the difference. You watch them run on the bases, too. Good Lord. You what? You watch them run on the bases this year, the Yankees? Well, that's, I was just going to say, there's two things they're doing differently than they didn't do last year. One, they run the bases aggressively and successfully. And two, defensively, they're one of the best teams yeah. in both leagues defensively. Yeah. Last year, they were the worst team. And I think they got the best ERA in baseball. Team ERA. That's or, not on my little chart here. I just have that they're eight and two in their last ten games, and they've won four in a row. So I, I know that the um, let's see, they're nine and four on the road, fourteen and four at home. I mean, they are really the point. The run differential is sixty plus sixty. No other team is near that. Oh, that's not true. The Dodgers are plus seventy six. 
So the Yankees are in a good spot. And, and let's be honest, you, you, and we'll talk about more about it later, the team across the other borough there, the Mets, they're 22-11, and 11 and they're playing well. They're hanging around. Yeah, they're playing very well. And I, I also think that this one time, listen, what they did with Robinson Cano, I salute him. Do you think if the Wilpons still owned the Mets, that Robinson Cano, he's bat, he's batting third and he's playing second every game, right? Yep. They're, they're not going to eat the mistake. Nope. So the new owner said, you know what, fine, I'll write the check, go away, and it really helps the squad. And it does, the only person that didn't make happy were the Latin guys in the locker room because they, they feel he's a leader. But then make him a coach. You know, they... He's not getting it done on the field. And they always say he's a slow starter, which has been true his entire career. But you get to the point where he's just clogging the team up. And they were successful with him, and they've been successful without him. Sanchez, that's the same thing. I just think they clogged the team up. Now, they're guys that can carry the team when they're hot. Don't get me wrong. When you go through that, when Stanton had that four or five day run, he could carry a team. But there's just so much downtime and so much... Striking out and you talking about who are you talking about Sanchez. Okay. Okay, you said Stanton. That's why you confused. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sanchez. I meant Sanchez, and I think Cano was doing that to the Mets. So you know, kudos for the Mets for doing that, and that's the way it should be. You, you spent the money anyway because yeah, you're going to have to pay it. Right. Why not get rid of it? Like right now, the Knicks with uh, Julius Randle is clogging things up for this team. Oh terribly, my God, terribly. So you know what? You made a mistake. You gave him this decision. You gave him eat it. Let's go. You are the Garden. In all fairness, you're not Charlotte, which is not a big market. You're yeah. the New York Knicks who play at Madison Square Garden, right. the world's most famous arena, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Write the check, fix the team. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to do that because Dolan doesn't think like that. Mm-hmm. But the new owner of the Mets does, so the Mets are in a good spot. So I think that it's going to be a fun summer as we watch what takes place in the Bronx and in Queens. And I think there's going to be a lot of excitement for the uh, Subway Series, not the Subway Series, the uh, interleague play this mm-hmm. year. Like more so than normal. Like that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good ticket to get. Have you been down yet? I have not been yet. Me either. I got close, and then they got rained out. I had tickets for that for last Saturday. No, I haven't been yet. Um, probably the next homestand. I'm thinking, which will be next weekend, I believe. You've seen our team a couple of times, haven't you? I saw them once. Once. Yeah, they're uh, they're playing the best team in the league. Believe it or not, the best team in the league is Aberdeen. Really, the Baltimore Oriole um, affiliate. They are unfair they are they've just got a bunch of kids who've been around in baseball together for a while now because i remember some of the some of the names from the new york penn league in 19 and they just are aggressive they hit well they run they do everything and they're all they're huge like we've talked about this before the size mm-hmm. of the athlete today is just it's mind-boggling they're huge and they, they put up a lot of runs and we had we had a come from behind victory on wednesday night lost tuesday night big Lost last night in a, in a tough one. So we got fireworks tonight, fireworks Saturday, and that 2 o'clock first pitch on Sunday, which is pretty cool. It's family fun day. So things are things are happening at the Dutch. We finally got nice weather. Because I, oh, I told wow. you, we had, we, had, we had two games where the wind chill was 27 degrees, and I had on shorts like an idiot. But it, it, it's nice that the weather seems to be turning. Um, it was warm last night. You could wear a short sleeve shirt, and I think it's going to be the same way moving forward as we get into the season. Um couple of things that I wanted to talk about throughout the show, Franny, and we'll just, I'll, I'll give you topics. Um, I got the Forbes 10 highest paid athletes on in the globe. Talking about attendance in Major League Baseball so far. A huge story with Tom Brady going to make $375, $37.5 million a year to be a broadcaster. You realize 
Uh, is there anybody in the NFL that makes more than that to play? He's making more when he announces than he ever did when he played. Right, because he's always working on his contract to get others. So maybe now he makes more than his wife or no? That was like a little stick it to Troy Aikman too. You think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the Yankee and Met rotation because I, I, I actually saved the article. Okay. Um, and I thought it would be fun. And then maybe we'll get to it because we have a, a new system where we have three periods. We're not calling them some quarters. Now we're going to hockey. We're going three periods. So we have extended periods at this point. And um, I, I think it's interesting that that I also have guys who are available pitchers for teams who are in contention to pick up. Uh, so I, I got a lot of research I did to make sure we had plenty of stuff to talk about because I know we couldn't take any phone calls because, once again, we are not so live there's a lot of guys. there's a lot of guys out there, pitchers that are available? There's a lot of pitchers available. A lot of pitchers available. We'll go over that list. Uh, maybe if you want, we'll do that in a second. Do you want to go highest paid athletes? Yeah, let's go there. I like that. We'll go highest paid athletes. When we come back, stay with us. We're glad you have joined us on this Hopefully, beautiful Sunday. It's time to talk about Poughkeepsie Nissan. Family owned since 1970. In fact, this year they are celebrating their 50th year in business. I know Poughkeepsie Nissan personally for two reasons. One, I bought my last 10 cars there. And two, they support the Hudson Valley Renegades, my real job. They're on Route 9 in Poughkeepsie. And if you're looking for a Nissan, it is the best place to buy it in the Hudson Valley. Give them a call, 297-4314 or get them online at PoughkeepsieNissan.com. Hey, Soaps, it's time to talk about Belize Jewelers. James Belize, located in the heart of Popol Junction on Route 82. James offers fine watches, jewelry, rings. Soaps, does he fix watches? Oh, yeah. He fixes watches, and he also fixes jewelry. He also buys and sells gold. Let me tell you something. Anytime I've been in there visiting with him, there's been a line of people to sell their gold. And he gives you the best possible prices for whatever you're selling. James Belize in Hopewell, one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. And he has a heart of gold, which he's not selling, of course. Right. Go see James Belize at Belize Jewelers in Hopewell. Scott Marxer's State Farm Agency in Hyde Park is locally owned. When you call them, you don't call the Philippines, you don't call India, you get Scott in Hyde Park. They have a recent rate reduction of 12% for auto insurance to help with the challenges due to COVID. I know because my policy is there with Scott. They are an active part of the community. They're always giving back. They customize coverage to meet the needs of all policyholders. And Scott Marcher is a lifelong Dutchess County resident, and he played basketball, football, and baseball for me when I coached him at Lords. Give him a call at 845-204-9444. That's 845-204-9444. Hey, make sure you protect your home, and by protecting your home, getting a contractor that you can trust that will do the job right the first time, and then clean up after themselves. It's th my relationship with WFL Builders has been an interesting one, because um, I knew nothing about contracting, I know nothing about fixing anything, and there's just this overwhelming distrust that everybody I know has for most contractors, not all, but most. But these guys came in, explained what they were going to do, did what they were going to do, then cleaned up after themselves on time and at budget, didn't ask for more money. So if you have that combination, these are guys you can trust. It's WFL Builders in Poughkeepsie. Call AJ at 914-474-4253. That's 914-474-4253. Poughkeepsie Nissan wants you to know they are taking your reservation. Reserve your new Nissan today and spring driving will be all that more exciting. Stop in, call, or simply click the reserve this car button online at PoughkeepsieNissan.com. Poughkeepsie Nissan, Route 9, Wabagers Falls. And remember, here's Fran Pomerico's promise to you. No one will treat you better or give you more money for your trade than Poughkeepsie 
Poughkeepsie Nissan. Poughkeepsie Nissan makes reserving your new vehicle easy. Reserve yours today. One of the largest used car inventories in the Hudson Valley is right here at Poughkeepsie Nissan. That means shop today, drive home today. No wait, no factory delays. From sedans, SUVs, to trucks, from many makes and models. Poughkeepsie Nissan's used and pre-owned inventory is easy to shop. Visit them on Route 9 Wappingers Falls or at PoughkeepsieNissan.com. And remember, Fran Pomerico's promise to you, no one will treat you better or give you more money for your trade-in than Poughkeepsie Nissan. Home to one of the largest used car inventories in the galaxy. Shop today, drive home today. Poughkeepsie Nissan Sunday Sports at noon on Z93 with Zoles Franny and sometimes Rob. Just a reminder, we are not coming to you live, which is why I'm not giving out the phone number consistently. We are taping on Friday because there's so much stuff going on in all three of our lives on Sunday. We just can't record. We can't go live on Sunday, uh, but we will be live in the studio the following week. Um, we've already talked about the Yankees. We've talked about the Mets. We did a little, bit, a little tiny bit on the Knicks. But uh, what I want to talk about is I found an article online about the uh, highest paid athletes. And um, no surprise who's on top of that list, but let's, let's go through this. 86 of the 100 athletes on the top 100 athletes came from just four sports, NBA, NFL, soccer, and MLB. That's it. NBA has the most, when you consider that, has the most with only 12 players on a team. Is this contract just contracts? Or is this endorsements and everything? Is this hold on? It doesn't say. Okay. It just says it's uh, Sportico released its annual list of the 100 highest paid athletes in the world. Oh yeah, it's got to be everything. And now that I'm looking at the final, yeah, it's got to be everything that okay. they do. But here's the thing again: that the NBA leads the pack with 36 of the 100 when they only have 12 players per team. The NFL has 25. You go, okay, that's a nice chunk. But how many guys I got on a team? Plus the taxi squads. Fifty-three soccer. I could. I couldn't tell you how many guys are on a soccer team. Don't know. I'm not even sure how many are on the field. Don't six, know. maybe. Eleven. Same as football. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So I don't even know because six. I, <laughs> I hate soccer. I hate it. You're the best. MLB twelve. I mean, consider the fact all those all the guys are playing that sport and and they talk about how how the how the salaries out of control. Well. Not not sure. It's twelve percent of the top well, so, one hundred. The NBA is high. A lot of it is the sneaker deals that these guys signed too. Oh my lord! Well, it's the same. Well, here, all right. So let's get. Let me guess. If let, let's let's get who the top ten. Let's let's figure this out. You want to go from the bottom, or you want to go from the top? Go from the bottom. Okay. So there's one golfer in the top in the top one hundred. Tiger. He's number ten. Seventy three and a half million dollars. Now consider that for a moment. So still, and he doesn't even play. I, I, yeah. He just slaps his name on something and people buy it. Yeah. All right. James Harden is number nine. It's seventy-six million. Disgusting. At least it's not Kyrie. Tennis player, Roger Federer. Federer's gotta be. Right. Eighty-five and point seven million. Mm-hmm. Durant, eighty-five point nine million. Where is um Lewis Hamilton on this? He's not. He's not. He's not in the top ten. He's on the list, but he's not in the top ten. Wow. Uh, Steph Curry, eighty-six point two million. Mm-hmm. LeBron, Canelo Alvarez, isn't he a boxer? Yes, he is. He's eighty-nine point five million. God. Neymar, soccer, 
103. You know who Neymar is, right? He's the guy that throws himself on the ground pretending like he's hurt all the time. Yeah, one of the one of the Greg Luganis floppers at that oh, sport he's, is. Oh, he's the worst. I remember when you remember Coop. Yeah. When he was alive. Yeah. And Coop used to say soccer was the world's greatest game. I was like, dude, you are out of your mind. And he says, you know what? Watch the World Cup. Remember when the World Cup was in Africa? Mm-hmm. And I watched the World Cup. Now, because I'm athletic and I play sports, I can look at a sport and figure it out pretty quickly and understand what's going on. And here's what I understand by watching the African World Cup. One, Vavuzelas should be shoved down everybody's throat or up their ass. One of the two. They're just the stupidest thing in the world because that's all they did in that, and that's those stadiums. It was non-stop Vavuzelas. It was so annoying. I, I don't mean to sound dumb. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, those things. Those long red rubber horns yeah, that, they, yeah, yeah. that they're like, I don't know, three they feet long. have a long? name? Vavuzela. 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 Exactly. So that was one. And it was all game. It never stopped. Yeah. Number two, if you wore USA on your shirt, the refs didn't care for you. Yeah. And I don't even know the game that well, but I could tell that they were really looking the, way, the other way on certain things and being hyper diligent on other things because of the shirt. And, and three, the flopping is mind-boggling. It's just mind-boggling. It spoils and the, the athleticism and the is Neymar. Neymar is the greatest flopper in the world. Well, it must work for him because he's making $103 million a year. Not a boy. So God bless him. And right in front of him at $115 million is Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, another soccer player. And it is, it's refreshing that at least I know all these names, that I know all these people who they are. Lionel Messi at $122 million, And no surprise, LeBron James at $126.9 million. So people getting paid... When you are a legendary athlete, when you are at the top of your game, you're getting paid. I notice there's nobody on the list that plays Buscashi. No, no Buscashi. No, nobody got on the list from Buscashi. Now let's talk about LeBron James and the team he plays. And, and I really wanted, hopefully, you've seen it or Uncle Mike's seen it. Has you seen the Lakers show that's on HBO? Watch the whole thing. Okay, so I'm going to give my opinion. Have you seen it? Okay, open your mic because I want everybody's opinion. I'll go first so it, so it's not tainted by you guys thinking I stole it. I am shocked at how goddamn entertaining it was. I was blown away. I couldn't stop watching. You know, there's one thing that bothers me is all the smoking because, you know, I'm a, a redneck non-smoker. But um, I've checked the facts. There's articles on lines on, on like, even the whole thing with, 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 with uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the, the amazing player who's a drug addict on that team who they, they, they cut during the playoffs. Spencer Haywood. Spencer Haywood. He really did put a hit on the coach. That wasn't a liar and exaggeration. He really put a hit on, on I, Westfall. I didn't know Westhead. What, yeah, that's right. Um, I did not know that he was that, that all, all happened to him. Like he was. Oh, he, he was legendary drug addict. Legendary drug addict. His entire career. You, know, all the, you learn a lot of things of watching this. And, and, and that was my prime and your prime. And you know, Right. I mean, I didn't know. I, don't, I didn't remember that Jack McKinney came in and, and got Showtime really rolling. Did you know we've had a bike accident? No, I didn't know any of that. I didn't remember any of that. I just remember that it what was- What about the uh, Jerry Tarkanian thing? No idea. No idea either. And I eat in that restaurant every time I go to Vegas. See? Yeah, that, that, that's a very famous steak restaurant. It's, a, it's called Italian? Piero's Italian Steak. It's on, if you ever go back there, it's a must. Okay. Well, and you know, whenever I go to Vegas, first place I go is Jack in a Box. I didn't do the stopwatch. I'm sorry. So, uh, A, the acting is good. The kid who plays Magic Johnson is believable. There's guys that are great. And 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 then and then 
John the, C. Riley, the guy that plays Jer- Jerry Buss. You think it's Jerry Buss? Gosh, I mean, it looks just, it, everything's about him is the same. It is one of the best sports shows I've ever seen. And and the way they portray Jerry West. And there's a lawsuit going on. You see that, right? Well. Because they say he wasn't, everybody says he wasn't like that. Okay, well, if he, if he isn't, then I, I'm relieved. It's they great for TV. A raving maniac. And Abdul-Jabbar was everything I expected him to yeah, be. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, a stoic, agree. quiet, don't bother me, I'm here for the paycheck. And then when Magic Johnson gets there, all of a sudden, he resurrects his career, and now he wants to win, now he wants to be good. So my opinion is, it's a must-watch. You absolutely, positively got to watch. I would agree. Uncle Mike. There's so much behind the scenes that nobody knew about. It's just and guys like you, especially, saying that you had no idea this was going on. That's what the beauty of this show yes, is. Yes, exactly. You're, there, you're right. It, it, it's 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 riveting to watch it, and you can't stop watching it once you once you start. You've got to you got to keep watching because you're wondering what's going to happen next. And here's another plus for me, because I'm one of those guys when I watch sports TV or sports movies, I need the people who have the roles to be able to play the game. Like when you watch. Crash Davis, and he hits from both sides of the plate, you believe that that actor who I'm drawing a blank on, you believe that he can actually play the game. And when he was in uh, For the Love of the Game, why can't I remember his name? Uh, Crash Davis. Not Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. He can switch it, and there were several times when you, you see him swing the bat and the ball goes out because they have the angle where it's not like the guy swings the bat and then they go to a close-up of the wall and the ball goes over the Even wall. Even when he played the uh, the golfer in Tin Cup. He could flat out swing the club. Yeah. So it matters to me that guys, and here's a show that you guys may or may not remember. Do you remember White Shadow? Oh, My yeah. favorite show. Yeah, Dude, those guys could all play except for one. Who was the, the Latin kid? Espo? Sanchez. Sanchez. Sanchez couldn't play for real. But even, even the head coach, he could ball. And I think that adds to the production where you, where you have actors that can play the game or you find basketball players that act. Like when you watch um, Jesus Shuttle, Shuttlesworth, Shuttlescock, Shuttle, you know, the basketball, he got game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ball in there is unbelievable. It makes it that much better. So when you have a compelling... Com- How about the Larry Bird guy? I believe that's 100% Larry Bird. I've met him several times. He is a, a dour, grumpy hillbilly. But he can play. And I bet you he's every bit of what that character is that they portray him as in that, in that show. So, honestly, what's the what's, it's, it's a Lakers dynasty. What's the name of the, the show? The winning team. The win- They're the winning time. Winning time? The rise of the Lakers dynasty. I am telling you, I will not let you down, folks. If you are a sports fan. You have got to see it. It's, 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 it might be one of the better shows I've seen, let alone clearly the best sports show I've seen. And the basketball is off the charts. Yeah, agreed. So, Uncle Mike, you too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Two thumbs up how about, how about the other thing? Here's the other thing I took out of Walsh. I had no idea where Pat Riley came from. Like, like how he got into the ranks and everything. It's, it, and then the one scene where they wet his hair in the shower, when, he's, when he hoses the guy down, his whole head gets wet, he pulls his hair back, he looks in the mirror. Did you see that scene? Yeah. What a great scene. What, I mean, what, I didn't know how he got there. See, I, I didn't know. I didn't know he was the, he was the announcer of Chick Hearn and... You know, well, you know, he didn't get to say much with Chick Hearn, and that's why he ended up doing what he did when uh, when McKeon turned to Spaghetti Face. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, an interesting watch. And now I assume because they got renewed for the second season, so we're going to get another season. So I assume next year you'll see how Larry, uh, Larry, how, how Pat Riley completely edged out the head coach because he, I mean, he really looks like a bizarre human being and comes off that way. And you know what? That's the guy from How I Met Your Mother or whatever. 
the head, the, head, the guy that plays uh, Westhead. No, I, 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 I know he's a TV show on TV. Hmm. He's really good in this. Is it Pat Riley? Isn't that the Star Wars guy? That's um, can't think of his name. We got three old old guys who can't remember guys' names. I think he's the guy from Star Wars. Harrison Ford? No, 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 not, 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 not the other guy. No, that, not, not Pat the, Riley is not that guy from Star Wars. I don't Wars. think so. Okay, I thought I, I've been watching the whole time, thinking it's got it's the same guy. But they're all believable characters. Yes, completely believable. Yes, and I think part of it too, Rick, is so, some of the stuff that you really came from left field mesmerizes you enough that you almost, even though the acting is great, you would overlook the acting because you're so blown away about. What they're trying to portray here and what they're telling yeah, you. Yeah, the storyline exactly, yeah, Mike. You're yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just found things that I, I thought. Yes, it is. It's the Star Wars guy. It's Aiden Brody. Aiden Brody. Isn't that the Star Wars guy? I don't know. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, see, now I feel. And there are people probably screaming at the radio who would call us and yell at me if I'm wrong. They can call us next week. Yeah. All right. And they call me an idiot next week for something I said yeah. this week. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's always entertaining. All right. So whenever our next break is, I'm going to look it up. But it's Aiden Brody. I'm almost positive he was the Star Could Wars be. guy. I watched one Star Wars movie my whole life. The first. Oh one. my That's god. It. Do you watch Star Wars? No. So I'm the only guy who likes Star Wars in here. Not that I don't like it. I'm just not really it's into my, it. It's anymore. my that and Star Trek are my geeky pleasures, man. I uh, even like the Marvel stuff. I never read a co- comic book in my life, but I really get into the Marvel and the Star Wars and the Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Love it. So. Go watch that series. It, it honestly, it's great. It will not let you down. And if you go back about four shows ago on our podcast, by the way, you hear me saying this when Zoles hadn't watched any of it. Yeah, it's true. He was. I was going on about this one week, and you guys, you and Rob, you and sometimes Rob, were looking at me like I was nuts. No, I wanted to watch it. I just hadn't yet. Okay, but I certainly caught up. It's it, really it, good. It was. It was well worth my time. And and here's what I, I'm just going to stop going episodically, like watching. Episode one, the night it comes out, and then waiting a full week. I'm gonna binge. let them all come out and then binge. Yeah, I I don't. It was that good where I don't want to wait the week in between. Like for some strange reason, I got stuck. Do you remember when we were little? Do you remember Lost in Space? Sure. Do you Mr. know Robinson. there's a Lost in Space on Netflix? Yeah, I saw it. Tremendous. Yeah. I never even knew that it was on there, and then I binged the entire. <laughs> I think it's three or four years. I binged it all, so I learned my lesson. I am not ever gonna watch it episodically. I'm going to wait for all the episodes. Like, I watched WandaVision, so I be I could watch Doctor Strange, because I was told you can't watch Doctor Strange, the movie, unless you watch WandaVision on Disney. So I watched it, and I did it all in a row. It's the only way to watch those shows. So the one thing I, I think for, I, I, I walked away from this show with was there's so many other uh, iconic franchises. There's got to be stories with all of them as well. It gets you, it gets you thinking about. I want to see like the Chicago Bulls. What went on there? You know, the, it, all these iconic franchises, the Dallas Cowboys. There's got to be backstories on all of these teams, like they portrayed here. I'd love to see all of them. Well, how about watch the movie Sixty One that Billy Crystal did? Did you see that? Yes. It explains the Mantle Maris days, the year that Maris broke. Babe's record, it explains it and does a great job because really? the guy who produced and directed it is Billy Crystal, who's a lifelong Yankee fan, a guy who plays baseball, who still loves the game, and he made it his passion, and he crushed that movie. It's great. To, well, I mean, we see movies like Pearl Harbor, and we go see what it or we go see uh, Saving Private Ryan. It's a story that's built around a real event. Why not do it with sports? Sure. I, I got a good one for him, Zoltz, and I know you'd like to see this too. Lawrence Taylor. Oh, God. You know what? That would be compelling. That would be compelling. It's it's but it's 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 amazing. Now that I've met the man and interviewed him multiple times, 
What an absolute train wreck the poor guy is. Oh, he's, I mean, he's, he's he an absolute train wreck. Yes, he is. And he's very comfortable being Lawrence Taylor. And, 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 and I would watch, you know, those meet and greets where the people would take pictures with him and, and Lawrence is grabbing guys' wives and he's hugging them and he's, he's touching them. And the husband's like, yeah, Lawrence finds my wife hot. I'm like, dude, he's manhandling your wife, really? So Lawrence is very happy being Lawrence. I can't imagine what that would be about because he played at an insane level. He was a frightening human being. On drunk field. or high all the time. There was generally other players afraid of him. That feared him on the field, especially if you're wearing a different color uniform. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he terrorized linemen, running backs, quarterback. It didn't matter. Tight ends did not want to run an out pattern if he was if he was dropping back into pass coverage. So seriously, just his outside life and his football life, and I like to see the beginning of it, like you know, high school and going through college and. You, know, after, you, you want to see where the train wreck started? Yeah, where did this thing? Where, where, you know, where did the train go off the tracks? I think it's when he got to the Giants. I, I really and the most amazing that. thing, and I and I know it to be true, and I hope the movie would depict it properly. Is is what Bill Parcells allowed him to get away with? Everything. There's he did no whatever doubt. he wanted. Nobody bothered him. Because I've had other people tell me, like when I was with the Nets, they used to talk about the legend of Lawrence and the things he got away. Like multiple times, Parcells would come in and find Lawrence in his truck with the engine running, and he's sound asleep in a parking lot where he knew he had to get to practice the next morning. And then, you know, he wakes him up, gets some coffee in him, and he goes 100 miles an hour at practice. That's that's who he was. He was legendary. Security looked out for him. They would park another car behind him to make sure nobody messed with him. He was legendary to the security of the Meadowlands. What's amazing with him, too, is that when you listen to coaches and people that are close to him, and they bring up another player and start comparing him, do you ever see the look on these people's faces? Like Bill Belichick, they were talking about when, who's the who's the guy that went from went to the Bears the outside linebacker. Um, well, let's let's recently the, the guy trained in NASA and he he he's the best linebacker in football still. And I asked Bill Belichick about him. You know, how what do you think about him as compared to Lawrence Taylor? And he said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. let's hold on a second. He said, "You're talking about Lawrence Taylor." He goes, "I'm not the one to get into this conversation with you." He goes, "There's nobody like that man that played before him or since then." I buy that. All right, so we're going to come back. We have one more period left to the program. We're glad you're with us. Stay right where you are because we're going to be right back. Whenever you need to buy a product, having someone that's been in business for a long time that specializes in that product is a plus. For 30 years, the same family has run Fishgill Floors. Rick Scalisi is the man, and he can help you with all kinds of flooring. From carpet to hardwood to LVP, that's luxury vinyl plank, Fishgill Floors has it all. Everybody needs flooring, so give them a call at 845-471-9547. That's Rick Scalisi at Fishgill Floors, locally owned business in Fishgill. If you are in business and you need a copier that you can depend on, there's only one business in the Hudson Valley you should call. That is Atlas Star. They've been there for over 20 years. They're locally owned and they operate a sharp authorized dealership carrying the full line of sharp copiers, full color, network printers, and scanners. They're located on Route 9 in Fishkill. They serve Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, and they service all major brands. Give Ben Thompson a call at Atlas Star, 845-297-0078, or catch him on the web at atlasstar.com. 
When you're looking to put a structure on your property, you are looking for quality. Quality that'll match what you already have in terms of your home. If that's the case, you call Bayhorse, Gazebos, and Barnes in Red Hook in business since 1989. They're on 2 Academy Hill Road. Phone number is 845-758-1054. And they do sheds, gazebos, pergolas, pavilions, horse barns, garages, chicken coops, swing sets, furniture, and everything under the sun that you need a hammer, a nail, and wood to make. Bayhorse, it's all about the quality. Check them out online at bayhorse.com. It's a tough decision trying to pick the right company for your insurance. But picking a company that's been in business for 150 years is probably a no-brainer. Rosen Kiernan Insurance Incorporated has been around for 150 plus years. There's someone you can trust. They have business insurance, personal insurance, employee benefits, and they can get it done with great customer service for you. You can get them online at rkinsurance.com. That's rkinsurance.com. When you're looking for any type of insurance, that's the business you should contact for your own peace of mind. Poughkeepsie Nissan wants you to know they are taking your reservation. Reserve your new Nissan today and spring driving will be all that more exciting. Stop in, call, or simply click the reserve this car button online at PoughkeepsieNissan.com. Poughkeepsie Nissan, Route 9, Wabagers Falls. And remember, here's Fran Pomerico's promise to you. No one will treat you better or give you more money for your trade than Poughkeepsie Nissan. Poughkeepsie Nissan makes reserving your new vehicle easy. Reserve yours today. One of the largest used car inventories in the Hudson Valley is right here at Poughkeepsie Nissan. That means shop today, drive home today. No wait, no factory delays. From sedans, SUVs to trucks from many makes and models. Poughkeepsie Nissan's used and pre-owned inventory is easy to shop. Visit them on Route 9 Wappingers Falls or at PoughkeepsieNissan.com. And remember, Fran Pomerico's promise to you, no one will treat you better or give you more money for your trade-in than Poughkeepsie Nissan. Home to one of the largest used car inventories in the galaxy. Shop today, drive home today. Hey, welcome back to Gibson Nissan Sunday Sports at noon on Z93 with Zoles, Franny, and sometimes Rob. Uncle Mike joining us a little bit on the mic today, too, as well. We are not live in the studio today. We hope you're enjoying your day. We are recording on Friday because we got so much stuff in our universes that we just can't get to the studio on Sunday. So we appreciate your patience. We appreciate you listening because we've been on for about a year and a half now, and that's pretty exciting. Who, who would have thought that we would have lasted that long? So, Franny, thanks for writing the check. Those, thanks for not getting us thrown off yet. <laughs> well, I, I said one thing. I saw Uncle Mike almost slam his face into the into the board <laughs> earlier today. I, 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 saw, I know where it was. Yeah. Okay. So again, we we are we are not broadcasting live today, but again, we thank you for being a part of what we do. So let's talk a little bit about um, what was a buzzword last year after the pandemic, and it was Major League Baseball attendance. And believe it or not, Major League Baseball attendance as a whole is up about two percent. And then what they're doing is they're basing it on 2019, not 2021, certainly not 2020. And it's everybody has played at least 12 home games at this point. Now, the big increases, if you had to take a guess, Franny, where are the big increases? I mean, there's some big increases. What cities? The smallest increase in the big increase area is Cincinnati at 15. So those are the big increases. What other teams you think have big increases? The White Sox. Yes, 25%. They're up 25% their first 12 home games. Anybody else? You're going to be shocked at one of them. 
At two of them, probably. Yes. Three of them. You're going to be shocked at three of them. The Mets? No. The Mets did not make that group. The Oakland, ma- Oakland A's? Nope. Baltimore Orioles? Baltimore Orioles are up 20%. Yeah, the A's are way down, I saw. Actually. Yeah, and the Royal, yeah, the A's are in trouble. Yeah. The Royals, 19%. The Tigers, 27%. The Marlins, 32%. And well, the biggest increase? Toronto Blue Jays, 59%. Think about that number. 59%. Let's face it, the Marlins had to go up. Good point. <laughs> and, and and I got to tell you, the uh, Blue Jays have got some club. So I oh, mean, my God, those boys can rake. So now they're relatively static. The folks that, that, that went up a little or went down a little. You got the Dodgers at plus 4%, which is tough because they, they do 4 million every year. The Mets at plus 4. The Twins at plus 0.3. So now we're really 0.3. Mariners, same thing at 0.3. Rockies at 0.1. Giants at point one, Astros minus one, Cardinals minus four. The notable decreases. Red Sox minus six, Rays minus nine, Angels minus nine, Yankees minus nine. Wow. Rangers minus 11, Cubs minus 12. And the significant decreases, the Guardians minus 18%, the Pirates, which is no surprise. I, I mean, they don't draw, and neither does the Brewers. Or The Brewers and the Pirates are 22%. The Phillies are 24%, which kind of surprises me because they're pretty good. Um, Diamondbacks, minus 26%. The Nationals, minus 27%. And leading the pack, the A's at minus 58%. I saw a picture and a released attendance where they claimed 1,700. The Renegades have outdrawn them, and we're having trouble at the moment with April weather and the late start times. So we've outdrawn a team in the major leagues. Oh, my God. No matter how you slice it, they're still major league players and they're playing other major league teams. Why? Is it because the building is so bad? Are, are the Oakland A's paying their fans not to come to make a point so they get a new stadium? Because I keep hearing that they're positioning this to go to Las Vegas. That's what I've heard multiple times. Hmm, I didn't hear that. Well, I mean, think about it. They, they have they got a hockey team. They got a football team. You got to believe baseball has to be next, even though they have a Triple A team that doesn't do great. I think that's the Mets, isn't that the Mets? It used to be. It used to be the Mets. Yeah. It used to be the Dodgers. It was the Padres. I mean, not a lot of teams stay there. Um, I know they have a much nicer, beautiful new field too, because I used to, I went to the to the original field and that was okay, but the new one is is absolutely gorgeous. Their new field is gorgeous in Las Vegas, mm. but I, I, I'm amazed at at minus fifty eight percent. I mean, that is a staggering number. For, for a major league team to report 1,500. I remember, you know, I remember in the beginning of the year watching Sports Center and they were showing the stadium. There's like, look, like four or 500 people in the stadium. How can it be that bad? I don't know, but you can't, I mean, you know, a couple of those games like that, you got to kill your season. I can't imagine going almost every well, game like that. Remember, this list is based on some ticket company. And it's based on everybody playing a minimum of 12 games. So when everybody got their 12th home game in, that's when they produced the list. They didn't have the 12-game homestand with somebody, and someone had 16 games, someone had nine. Once everybody got the 12 home games, they produced the list, and those are the numbers. Hmm. So overall, baseball attendance is up about 2%. So where it's up huge in Toronto, it's down huge in Oakland. And the two places where it's down the most, or close to the most, is Tampa, who needs a new building, and Oakland, who's needed a new building forever. Because remember correctly, their their sewer backs up into the visitor's dugout. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's appealing. You, oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, I heard it before. You know, what's fascinating, Rick, is all during the fall with the lockout, you kept hearing how it was going to destroy baseball and the attendance wasn't going to be there. Apparently, it hasn't hurt it that badly from some of these stadiums and what you're saying. The American public in all sports is very forgiven. Give us our sports. We'll bitch when we're being inconvenienced, but when the time comes, they're going to come back. It's that simple. I can't wait to go to the stadium. Now, I'm lucky. I have some I have some uh, connections that get me good seats between Franny and his, bu- and his buddy, and I got a couple of guys who are renegades. I now have three people who are renegades who now work is this, by the way, office. not to change the subject, Velasquez with the Angels, is that our Velasquez? Yes. Hmm. Yes. The kid, you mean the shortstop yeah, from last year? Yeah. Yes, yes, the same kid. He was at the Renegades. Yes. He seems to be playing every day, right? No, no, that's not um, uh, Peraza. Velasquez is the guy who grew up in the yes. Bronx. Velasquez seems to be playing every day with the Angels, I'm saying. Yes, but he was he never played with the, the, uh, the Renegades. Velasquez didn't? Mm-mm. Nope. That was Peraza... We had our shortstops last year were Peraza, Volpe, Smith. Who's the guy that went to the Yankees at the end, like like three quarters of the way through the year last year? Velasquez, right? Yeah. Okay, but he never he never played at the Renegades. No. Okay, but he grew up in the Bronx, right? In the neighborhood. One of my salesmen grew up with him. But it, it, go back to the ticketing thing. Both Franny and I have location, you know, contacts where we can get good tickets. Which means Uncle Mike does too. Look, he just smiled. So. We can go to games, but we haven't been able to put it together. And 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 the fact that it's up in some markets, to me, is amazing because um, the weather is so bad in the Northeast. It's not just the Renegades who are suffering. Everybody is suffering in the Northeast, which is I think is why the Yankees are down. Winning and losing has a lot to do with it, too, a little bit, I think. Look at the Red Sox. I mean, they're, they're, that's a terrible baseball team. I kind of believe they'll figure it out. Mm, maybe, but it won't be this year, I don't think. Mike, you were about to say something? Yeah, yeah, I would wonder, like Oakland that you're, you're talking about, is so what's going on in that area? Is that just a bad area? People just don't want to go to that stadium? I and mean, the stadium's embarrassing. It, it, it's one of those cookie-cutter stadiums from the, the mid-'70s. There's too many other remember options. When, when, remember before they enclosed it, they had, they had the, the greens up on top, and people would walk back and forth, and then mm-hmm. they enclosed it for the Raiders. Remember they brought the Raiders back for a while? Yep. It's a terrible building, and the plumbing is antiquated. It has it has narrow concourse. I mean, there's nothing good. I've been in it. It's a terrible building. And honestly, the market isn't the greatest market. Well, it's San not, Francisco draws well right across the the yeah, bridge I mean, there. San Francisco eats that up. So the Raiders and and the A's traditionally have struggled. Not anymore for the Raiders. Well, no, they're in, they're in Las Vegas, uh, and they're in they're in a palace. If so, you can't draw in Las Vegas, then you got something wrong with you. And again, I, I exactly why, I believe that. That there's some chicanery here where I think Oakland is just continuing to push the fact that they either give us a new building or we're moving, or we're moving to Vegas. Well, I'm a very frequent flyer of Vegas, and there conveniently happens to be some area right next to the football stadium to put a baseball that stadium. That is 100% correct. So you might see that. And then literally you could walk to their hockey building, to the football stadium, to the baseball stadium. You literally could walk to that. And they would find a way to make it very entertaining on your journey, the way Las Vegas sets. Have you been to a Golden Knights game? I have. The way when you walk through the casino yeah. in New York, New York, you, you take a left out of the casino, and from the, New York, New York, all the way to the building, it's nothing but fan experience the entire way. What would you say, 300 yards at least, more, if not more? More. And it's it's on both sides. It's nothing but fan. There are bands, magicians, face painters, balloon people. You got bars. You got 
snap. I mean, it's unbelievable. There are some places that you go to, man, like like that one. I'll tell you another one. When you walk up on it, is that Pac Bell? Is that where, where the Giants play? Like you're in, you're in the middle of downtown San Francisco, and you walk, you can walk, and, and the water. So you got downtown San Francisco with the water, and the water. behind it, right? It's yeah. amazing. It, it's just amazing. Yep, it is a destination. Correct. Well, it's same thing with Wrigley and, and Fenway. In all fairness, yeah. those are neighborhoods. I like Wrigley's neighborhood neighborhood better than Fenway's, but it it's. I think that's what baseball stadiums should be. They should be in the middle of a neighborhood. But the problems are the parking. Have you ever tried to get a parking spot in Fenway if you don't know somebody? No. Whoo! Boston in general is a, is a disaster to drive. It's the worst city in the country to drive in. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. LA's pretty bad. No, 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 no. no. Let Trust me, me tell you. Boston is by far the worst city in this country to drive in. All and right. All, and they're all crazy to drive It makes New there. York look like you're driving through downtown LaGrange. Yeah. I mean, honestly. He's right. Is he, there a, wait a minute. Is there a downtown LaGrange? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so before we get out of here today, let's talk about the fact that there are some pitchers that can be had. Yeah, I'm interested to hear this. For, for, for teams that are going to need, and it's always you know those top six teams in each league where you get to that point where you say to yourself, we're either sellers or we're buyers. And if you're a buyer, there's some really good top-of-the-rotation type pitchers. Really? From the A's, Frankie Montas. He's good. That guy's he, he never landed anywhere? Nope. He is. Last year he had a three point four four ERA. So if you're an American League pitcher with that ERA. You can. So he's just he he, he belongs to nobody right now. Right. Well, okay. he belongs to the A's. He still does. Yes. They traded Mania and, and and Bassett, which the Mets have, and now it's Montas. So there's the there's the next top of the rotation pitcher that will be available. How about this one? This guy's dominant. Luis Castillo from the Reds. He's an excellent pitcher. The Reds are god awful. They're terrible. They're the worst team in baseball, I think, aren't they? They are this year. Yeah. Yep. Now, I don't like this guy, but he's a good pitcher. I don't know if he's a number one or two, but he's certainly a solid number three, Marcus Stroman. I think he's a punk, but he can pitch. Where's he? He's with the Cubs. Now, again, depending on what the Cubs are and where they are, they they're, they always look to shed stuff. And then, and then finally, two more pitchers. Now, I'm talking about guys who could be ones or twos. And again, Stroman on some clubs is a he's, two. He's a number one or two on some clubs. You Darvish and Blake Snell. Those are both guys who can pitch. Does Snell get hurt or something? Uh, he's yeah, he's he's brittle. He's because, had that man, issue. That, oh man. I wouldn't want him on my team under any circumstance because he's he's a fruitcake. But you Darvish, even though he had a bad time in LA, he's still a great pitcher. Now here are your middle 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 run guys. Now, I don't know how much you pay attention to the National League, but Tyler Molly, who pitches for the Reds, the Reds three point seven ERA, good pitcher. Mike Miner, Miner with the Reds. Zach Granke. He can still get guys out. You gave He's, me three guys with the Reds. Right, exactly. Why are they the worst team in baseball then? Because they can't score runs and they can't catch the ball. Okay. Brad Keller with the Royals. Kyle Hendricks, Drew Smiley, Wade Miley, all with the Cubs. Um, Michael Pineda. There's there's length in that arm still. I've seen him. I don't want him back anymore. I had enough of him. Okay, fair enough. And here's here's the, uh, what's, how do I describe this? The needle in the rough. Well, no, the diamond in the rough, the needle in the haystack. Mm-hmm. You ready for this name? He's got $169 million left on his contract. And he just might be available because the team is not very good. Steven Strasburg. Now, there are very few teams who can afford that contract. And I like two of them. And can you imagine if the Mets added that guy? 
So he is available. What's his? What was his record, though, Rick? Didn't he have a? Didn't he have trouble? He had an injury. He's, no, he's been a lot. He's been injured a lot. But when he's healthy, he's dominant. He and when he's healthy, he's not a top of the rotation well, he's guy. Been hurt a he's lot. a number one. He's been hurt a lot. He makes a lot of money. When he's good, he's good. When he's not, he's not. It sounds like he's a Yankee. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the deal. One one of those type things. That's going to be something where um, Cashman just say it's the Yankees, where Cashman can say, you know, I'll take him off your hands. But uh, you're going to pay half of his contract, and we'll take him off your hands. So that way, Brian's only going to pay him, what is that, uh, $63 million, $62 million, whatever it is. You don't take Strasburg on a roll of the dice for $62 million? You're the Mets. You're still playing Bobby Bonilla. $62 million, you make your, you make your rotation that much better? The Dodgers need help because the, the, the back end of their rotation is terrible. But they score so many runs, they they outscore people. You never know when a player like that gets to be Yankees if if he has a second coming or if he, you know what I mean if if it invigorates him. Well, to the we're point both. Where, all of us are old enough to remember that for some strange reason, the Yankees were the dumping grounds for guys at the end of their career, and they would have two more great years or three more great years with the Yankees and help them win pennants and then World Series. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep, Tommy John. There's a couple guys that came here. Uh, what's, who's the Strawberry guy? Gooden. Goose. That's right, Goose. Sparky Lyle was the closer when Goose got here. Gullet. Well, yeah, wow, that's that's a stretch. Uh, Paul O'Neill. But then you got guys that, that came in that were, you never know. Who's the Kiyagawa. Who's the pitcher that came from San Diego, won the Cy Young, came to the Yankees? They were running him out the minute he got here, and he couldn't take New York. Ed Whitson. Oh, oh my God, yeah. And then Kenny Rogers couldn't pitch here. Huh. Then he goes somewhere else, and he wins the Cy Young. You have to have Kevin a, Brown. Well, he was a dirtbag no matter where he pitched. Sure guy. No, he was not my guy. Very funny story. The Colvin brothers who are on on Sundays after the Renegades game, correct? All right, so Steve Colvin, when we used to go to the baseball winter meetings, Steve Colvin would come with. And Colvin had a habit of, of getting drunk and running his mouth. And it got to the point when we were in New Orleans, I said, dude, do not embarrass me. Because if you get in a fight because you start running your mouth, I'm going to let them beat the snot out of you. Then I'll pick you up off the ground. I am not getting the fight because you're an idiot. So he behaves, and then we meet Jack McKeon in one of the hotel rooms. And he goes, hey, Jack, got to tell you. Now, for those who don't know, he was the manager of the Marlins, the Padres, the guy who's a baseball lifer, considered one of the better managers ever. Mm -hmm. He goes, hey, Jack, thanks for giving us Kevin Brown. Yankees going to jam it up your pooper now. Well, Kevin Brown never amounted to anything really with the Yankees. I mean, he had some success, but he wasn't dominant like he was wherever else he was. No. So yeah, Mr. Colvin, who'll be on in, in a few hours on Sunday, shot himself in the foot with Jack McKeon when he was drunk in how the hotel. How is Mr. Colvin doing? Mikey? Mikey. I don't know. How is Mikey doing? You could just just say... He's got some issues, medical issues. He's yeah, I know that. That's is what... he still doing the show? Oh yeah, yeah. They're still doing the show. He's he's home. I just he, want to wish him, you know... He's uh, He's got some dialysis issues. Yeah, I, I, that's what I heard. So I want to just wish him well. Yeah, and listen, he's holding his own, but he's right. he's got some struggles. Well, but he's still on the show. They do the show every week, and I I, I assume they tape that thing too. Yes, because that's one of the things that you can't do live, right? No, it's very it, they're very skit oriented. Yep. Okay, very good. So we wish Mikey the best. His brother Stephen, they're on after the Renegades game. And it's a very entertaining show if you've never heard it. Because when I was still door dashing and grub hopping, that show kept me sane. Didn't like some of the music, and I told I would call him and said, "Dude, what are you playing? This this music is horrible." Mm-hmm. But the skits were so good, it didn't matter. So check them out. Um, we're glad you joined us today. It's time for us to bounce on out of here, Michael. 
Thanks for making it sound good. I called him Michael, by the way. What's bounce? Bounce. We're going to oh, bounce. bounce. I think we're he said bounce. bounce. Yeah, and you're the ones with Bill's palsy, and I can't talk. How about that? I'm Franny, good. thank you, brother. Great to see you. Glad to be back. I miss not being here. My favorite hour of the week. I'll uh, be back next week with a lot to say. Every time I see you, you get better, and that makes my heart sore. There you have it. That's the sports as I see it on the Zoles. This has been Sunday Sports at Noon with the Zoles on C93. Join the Zoles each Sunday from noon to one for the latest in the world of sports on C93.